It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. From the BetQL studios in Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser, filling in for Nick and Ken. Nick and Ken will be back tomorrow with you guys, getting you set for the divisional round, divisional weekend of the NFL playoffs. I can't wait. We'll talk a little bit more about those games. Uh, we'll talk some college hoops. we got a nice card tonight, NBA, of course. And that's actually where we're going to start, Peach, here on You Better You Bet on this uh, beautiful Wednesday, January 17th. Got to remind myself, January 17th, it's actually my mom's birthday. I completely forgot. Happy birthday, Mrs. Horvath. Happy birthday, Mom. If you're watching the show, if not, I got to uh, grab a gift. But anyway, you can watch us live 24-7 on the BetQL Network directly for free on the free Odyssey app. And uh, check out the Twitch, YouTube, and BetQLnetwork.com. Listen to You Better You Bet live on Sirius Channel 160 as well as Sirius XM 205. So we start with some NBA news, some breaking NBA news as the Raptors. Uh, this finally happens. They trade Pascal Siakam to the Indiana Pacers. And I actually like this move for both teams. So the Pacers receive Siakam, which they needed, a defender. Um, They get a second-round pick from the Pelicans. And then the Raptors are going to get Bruce Brown Jr., Jordan Wara, Kara Lewis Jr., and three first-round picks, two of those in 2024, one of those picks coming up in 2026. So I like this move. I really like what the Raptors are doing because they're in full rebuild mode, man. Nick Nurse leaves uh, to go coach, obviously, the 76ers. So this is a rebuild. And uh, now, though, when you think about it, that entire championship roster is gone. Too. Right. Fred Van Vliet gone, Siakam Kawhi, gone. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So now, what are your thoughts here? I mean, we know Ujiri's one of the best. Masai Ujiri's a great GM, and uh, that's what he's doing. He's tearing it down. He's getting as many assets as he possibly can. He's hoping to find his next superstar in the draft. So I agree with you. I like the trade for both teams. We know Indiana's been looking for a number two to go along with Halliburton. They need another star. They've hoped that they hope that they have found that. But Siakam, I mean, to your point, he he's a good defender, and that's really what they're gonna need him for. We know Indiana can score. They can score with the best of them in the NBA. But if this team is gonna get serious about making a playoff run, they gotta get better on the defensive side of the floor. So that's why I like the Siakam move. He's certainly gonna help them in playoff basketball when the game slows down. You need a guy that can score in the half court. Siakam's very good at that. Um, but I think it's a good move. In my mind, does this make them automatically better than Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston? No. Would I take Indiana over either of those teams in a seven-game series? No. But I think you can make the case that right now the Pacers certainly are in that next grouping with the Heat, the Knicks, um, you know, in that in that next tier below the big three of Boston, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Like if I were to say to you the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference is blank. Who would you say it is? Would you say Miami or would you now say Indiana after this? Break? You know, we talked with Rick Camp last night and he's kind of talked me into the Cavs. 
I like the Cavs a little bit. I mean, they're playing good basketball. I actually bet the Cavs uh, tonight against the Bucks. Okay. Uh, Four-point dogs. But I don't know, man. I mean, you can never write off the Heat, obviously. And for the Heat, for Miami, it doesn't really matter what they do in the regular season. We saw that last year. They were a play-in team. They actually trailed the Bulls by three with like a minute and 30 to go, and they still made a run to the finals. Yep. So I don't know. As far as like teams I trust in the East – it's Boston, but then again, I've had Boston futures the last two years, and uh, those haven't worked out for me in the long run. I want to say Milwaukee, and I know they're like still trying to figure some things out. Obviously, an entire new coaching staff. Mike Budenholzer is gone. Um, I love the Dame pickup on the offensive side of the ball, but they still they struggle defensively. It's gotten a little bit better, but when we're talking about the Pacers, maybe the I could see the Pacers winning a playoff series, and I could maybe even see the Pacers as an Eastern Conference Finals team just because of what they've done against the Bucs. They have the Bucs number. Now, how much does the regular season mean to you? That's you know what I mean? Thing. Because they've won four of their last five against Milwaukee. Yeah. And I, they played them tough. They have. I just worry that when, when it comes down to playoff basketball, Milwaukee's going to be such a tough matchup for them. Like Damon Giannis in the half court. You know, if you can just get a little bit from Middleton, the way that they can defend. I, I think it's one of those, you know, we see this sometimes in the NBA where a certain team has another team's number in the regular season, and then they match up again in the postseason, and it's a different story. I kind of feel like Milwaukee and Indiana are that way. Yeah. I, I just I think Indiana's missing another piece. They're certainly on their way. Halliburton's a star. I think we all would agree with that. Siakam's a really good number two. I think they need they need a third guy, though, until we can truly take them like seriously. I think, you know, Miles Turner's like a nice role piece, buddy healed, right? They got shooters. Matherin's a nice piece piece in the backcourt, bring him off the bench. Um, but I, it just feels like Indiana is just another piece away. But this is a nice, uh, this is a nice step for them in the right direction. Yeah. So I mean, like when I first saw the news, I was, I didn't really know what Indiana was doing. I, I know what they're doing, right? They need Siakam's having a great season. He's averaging twenty-two points per game, six boards, about five assists, and he's shooting fifty-two percent from the floor. And also, you're getting a six-eight wing defender that could defend multiple positions. So I understood it. But he also, it sounded like he wanted to test free agency. He was going to be a free agent. So that's what I was wondering is, are they going to be able to uh, come to terms on a long-term deal to keep them in, in, in Indiana or else you're trading away two first round picks for a rental. Right. But it looks like, I mean, the news is he's excited about the trade and uh, maybe he'll want to stick around in Indiana. I don't know why you wouldn't want to play on that team right now. I mean, Halliburton's one of the best, if not the best point guard in the league right now. Right. And I like Matherin, like you said, yep. um, they got a nice young core. So if you're Siakam, and if you're the Pacers, I think this might be best case scenario. And then, like I said, I like what Toronto's doing. They're going to go rebuild. Um, we'll see what they're able to do in the draft here. They get two first-round picks. So excited for them. Excited to see what the Pacers could do here. If you look at the odds right now in the East, the Celtics still the favorites, plus 120, plus 310 to win the NBA Finals. The Bucks are 2-1. to one. Uh, Philadelphia plus 550. And then it's Miami at 14-1. to one. The Knicks at 18-1. to one. Pacers twenty to one, Cavs thirty to one, and then the Magic at fifty to one. So, like you said, man, if you're looking at those like second tier teams, let's take away uh, Boston, let's take away Milwaukee, and let's take away Philly, and we'll talk about what they did again last night because there's been a shift in the MVP market uh, after what Embiid did against Jokic last night in the Nuggets. I think the 76ers might be for real, to be honest with you. I like Maxi. I like the season that Tobias Harris is having. And Embiid's probably, if not the best big man in the league, he's right behind Jokic. Uh, but let's take away those teams and let's look at Miami 14 to 1, New York 18 to 1, and Indiana 20 to 1. What's worth a bet to you? Because I, I would probably actually say the Pacers at 20 to 1. I like the moves that the Knicks made. Um, 
you know, in Miami, you could never count them out. But the Pacers, like you said, they're going to improve defensively with the pickup of Siakam. And I know it becomes a half-court game in the playoffs. You have to be strong on the defensive end. But, man, like when they could score 130, 140 points per game, I don't know. I think they could compete with any team in the East, to be honest with you, outside of Boston. It's still Miami for me. I think Indiana's this year's Sacramento, right, from last year. Such a great offensive team, great story. Um, They're going to be in the playoffs. I think whoever they get matched up with, it could be like a Philadelphia. They could take them to six or seven games. But ultimately, I think they lose. It still feels like Indiana's like another year or two away. The Knicks, they feel like Indiana too. Like Brunson is Halliburton, right? They have their star at point guard. Randall is Siakam. You have a nice complimentary piece. You got some good role players around them. You got a decent head coach. But it just, it doesn't feel quite like the Knicks are with those other teams in the Eastern Conference. So I put the Pacers and the Knicks in the same boat. It's yeah. Miami. I mean, Miami, it's just, when they get in the postseason with Spolstra and the way that they can defend and then what Jimmy Butler turns into in the playoffs, like, it's it's got to be Miami. The, the way I am in the NBA, Ryan, until you prove it to me, like, I can't back you. I just, I can't try and guess, like, who the sleeper team is in the NBA is going to be until you show me that you can start winning in the postseason. That's why I know everybody loves the Clippers this year. Yeah, and I get it. Like the Clippers look awesome. I really like them after what they did for me last night. I mean, how could you not? Right? They're one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Like the Harden trade looks like it working out. They got depth. They can shoot. They defend. I mean, they got three great scores. But I just I can't get there with the Clippers until. They show me that, A, they can stay healthy, and B, they can make a deep playoff run, then fine. And if they end up doing it, so be it. But I I just I can't take a team like Indiana. I can't take a team like New York. Maybe they win one series, sure, if they match up in the 4-5 game you know, against somebody. Maybe they can beat them. I, I couldn't take them, though, over the top three, and I yeah. couldn't take them over Miami either. Well, that's—and when I look at the East, right, like we've kind of done this with the 76ers, um, you know, obviously, but I like Maxie a lot. And if Tobias Harris is going to continue to play like this and can play like this in the playoffs, I like him. And Embiid's going to be able to give you 35-40 on any given night. But, I mean, you need, obviously, two guys that could get buckets. At least one superstar in the fourth quarter. And that's why I still lean Boston. The problem is Jalen Brown, when we get to the Eastern Conference Finals or the Finals, um, doesn't have the best handles. Right. <laughs> I love Jason Tatum. We'll see. You know, we'll see what KP could do in the playoffs. But it's it's hard to write off Milwaukee even with the defensive struggles just because they have Dame who's a closer. They have Giannis, who's a closer, as long as he's not going to the free throw line 10 plus times in the fourth quarter of these games. So it's hard to write off the Bucks. And, and I'm with you, though. So Woj has this. Uh, so the Pacers finalize the deal. Siakam comes over. Bruce Brown goes. Jordan Wara goes. And then there's the three first-round picks. But he added 47 minutes ago that Indiana is going to send the two 2024 first-rounders and a 2026 first to the Raptors. And then added as well, uh, Pascal Siakam, excited about the deal to the Pacers, expected to be eager to work out a new contract with the franchise this summer, sources tell ESPN, because he could become a free agent in July. So as long as they're able to extend him and keep right. him there, I like what they're building in Indiana, and I like, like I said, what uh, Toronto's doing. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm going to run out right now and do anything with the Pacers, even at 20-1 to 1 to win the East, 50-1 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. For me, it would still be Boston. Still probably Milwaukee. And we'll see with Philadelphia. But, uh, man, Embiid last night. Ridiculous. Man, that game was so good, watching those two go at it. I mean, we were talking about Embiid and the player props, and, you know, his point total was 32 and a half. I mean, I knew it was chalky. I knew it was square. But 
He's going up against Jokic. Like, you know he was going to try and ball out. You know he was going to take it to him. Scored 41. He was awesome. Jokic had 20 and 20. Was That was a great basketball game. Um, You know, Philly, it does feel different with them. I think because Nick Nurse is the coach, it, it does feel different now that Harden's no longer there too. I just keep going back to Embiid and is he going to be healthy for a playoff run? And is he almost going to be a detriment to them in the playoffs? Like, as great as Embiid is, and you would think he'd be better for playoff basketball because of what a great score he is, you know, it just feels like when you watch the Sixers play in the playoffs sometimes, like, they almost have to wait for Embiid to, like, come down the floor and set up their offense, and he could throw them out of a rhythm sometimes. So I don't know. We'll see with Philly. But they're intriguing. Yeah, they are. And, I mean, I like them this season with Nick Nurse a little bit better. I mean, but the problem has been... Like last year, even, you know, you get to game seven and they get punched in the mouth a little bit and they just didn't fight back. You know, they completely gave up and just got blown out. But this year, I think that they're a little bit tougher defensively. I just wish that they had one more guy that I trusted to get buckets in the fourth Agreed. quarter. Like I like Maxi, but you could just put a bigger defender, a wing defender and kind of take him out of the equation. And I like Tobias Harris, but I don't trust him to go off for like 20 plus in the playoffs. Right. You know, who they could really use. Jimmy Butler, if they would have made the right decision. Uh, yes. You know, Tobias Harris is having a nice season, but Jimmy Butler, when we come to when we get to the playoffs, is a completely different player. If like Embiid had him, I think that the narrative would change a little bit about him in the playoffs. Agreed. I mean, James Harden, look what he did game seven. But anyway, the MVP market really quick. Jokic still the favorite, plus two fifty, even after last night. But Embiid bumps all the way up to plus uh plus two seventy-five. So you're not even getting three to one odds with him anymore. Shea's Three to one, and then Luca seven to one, Giannis eight to one, Tatum twenty five to one. Uh, what do you think? Embiid, back to back years. I had him last year. This year I stayed away. I didn't do anything with him. He's, Obviously not worth a bet at plus two seventy five, but yeah, he certainly could. Um, you know, with Embiid, it's just about staying healthy. Like obviously, you know, he was able to stay healthy because we know with Jokic, he's going to be able to. That's Jokic's best asset is just his ability to stay healthy right isn't that one of the old sayings your best ability is availability and Jokic is always out there so if Embiid stays healthy and if Philly's able to like somehow get like the top seed in the east or even just the second seed I think he probably wins it again SGA I mean he's right there too I I certainly think he's not out of it especially with OKC like if they continue to stay towards the top of the Western Conference it's going to be a good race I do think it goes to one of the big men I think it ends up going to Jokic or Embiid and it just feels like this season at least like Embiid more so is putting up like bigger numbers than Jokic is you know like Embiid can go for like 50 and like 12 or something like that where Jokic puts up triple doubles but it's the eye-popping like point totals that Embiid puts up that uh I think I think is giving him the edge so it's close. I would I would probably go with Embiid, though, if I had to make a choice. Yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, looking at it tonight, so now Toronto, because they actually, uh, I liked Miami. I took Miami this morning, minus 125 on the money line. Just kind of thinking for Toronto, I mean, they're 15 and 25. They're 10 games below 500, and I figured Siakam was going to get moved here within the next week. I didn't know it was going to go down today, and now it's been taken off the board. We'll see what it comes back as. Uh, up at BetMGM, but I took Heat money line because everybody's going to go. Kyle Lowry's going tonight. Tyler Hero's in the lineup. Jimmy Butler and Bam all going to go. And you look at this lineup tonight now for the Raptors without Siakam. Grady Dick's going to be a game time decision, but it's uh, Schroeder, Isaiah Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Scotty Barnes in the starting lineup tonight for the Raptors. So we'll see what uh, what the number comes back at. But right now off the board over at BetMGM. 
it's always an interesting gambling angle. Like whenever there's a trade or right. there's a firing, like if you want to back that team, I kind of want to back Toronto tonight. You know, I think I just feel like, especially in the end, like this would be so NBA. You trade away your best player, the role guys step up, and uh, you know they find a way to win this game. Like I just figure it's, that's how the league works. It's back up, All right? So tip off seven forty. The Heat now. Th- Three and a half point favorites on the road. So the Raptors, three and a half point dogs. Total in the game, 225 and a half. The money line goes from Miami minus 125 to minus 160. Yeah, you might be onto something right there. And this is usually how it works in the NBA form. How it works. If I get too cute. Um, How was your night, college hoops, last night? We both liked Purdue. I had the under. Arkansas was great. I'm glad we stayed away from St. John's because they got smoked without Patino on the sidelines. So that worked out. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, my God, Cincinnati covered in overtime for me. That was nice. Overhitting that game, too. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to talk about the divisional round of the playoffs. We got some previews coming up. And uh, I added a couple more bets. San Francisco, Green Bay. Can't wait for that game. We'll talk about that next. You better you bet. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser, filling in for Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.